Michael. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Michael. Welcome I'm to Beach Theory, kid. everybody. We are excited <laughs> today to talk about something kind of crazy, actually. Um, what else is crazy? Oh my goodness. The world is going crazy right there's now. There's craziness in the world. And how are we coping with the chaos? The chaos. So how are how what is the chaos? Do you mind going into a quick ten seconds? Coronavirus has attacked the world and everything is shutting down and we're all going crazy. However, your, what just happened your, to the computer? Your feet don't touch the floor. That's really funny. <laughs> what are you, a giant? Yeah, I'm like a little kid. That's okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so the coronavirus is going crazy all over the world and we are it's funny because I feel like we've been in a state of panic for like a year. <laughs> panic? I don't think panic is the right word. <laughs> we've been in a state of chaos like the rest of the world is experienced now, but experiencing now, but we've been in it for like a year because of other reasons. So it's like now we're just like, okay, one more thing to deal with. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Basically, there's a virus going around the world and it's having devastating effects on lots of people and, and businesses are shutting down and quarantine is happening and... Everybody knows, I think, about all of There's a shortage it. of toilet paper. This is for posterity. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, who doesn't know? They right? live in a rock. Well, I mean, in history changes too. Like, what if in 10 years they're like, oh yeah, the coronavirus is what, was this thing, but we're like, no, I remember it very differently. Maybe, yeah. Because that could happen. It could totally happen. And so what was it, what was our experience? What was our perspective? Because people that live in China might be like, everyone was dying and we haven't had anybody that we know die yet. Yeah. I mean, yet. <sighs> That's scary. Also, as I was getting ready for the day, I didn't have my glasses on, and I put my pants on inside out. <laughs> I was just thinking, are your pants on inside out? <laughs> and I don't even care to change it. <laughs> hey, everybody in the future wears their pants on inside out. That's right, because it's the cool Back to the future. <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wanted to talk today about what are we doing to prepare for, and what have we done to prepare for the coronavirus? Oh, we've done a lot of things. We got, we bought some food. Just so like, actually, like middle of February. Yeah. Before there was any quarantines, before there was even the first confirmed case in America. My mom had been researching it a lot. And we were also following it over in Asia and yeah. Europe. And we all talked about it and we decided that we needed to get prepared. Yeah. And so we. So we went shopping. Um, we got diapers and we got wipes and baby formula, formula baby food toilet paper um i even got cloth diapers because i was like well i've always kind of thought i should try this not that i really want to but i should <laughs> not only cloth diapers but reusable wipes yeah i made reusable wipes um and then we also became farmers I think that's one of the most important, one of the most exciting things to me is what we did in getting animals because we got He's so chickens. Um, so we're like, okay, if there's a shortage of things at the stores because China's not making them anymore, making them and sending them over, what are we going to do to prepare for 
the possibility of there being no toilet paper. What mm-hmm. if there's no meat? There's no food in the grocery stores. Like, how are we going to survive if there's no option to buy groceries at the store? Yeah. And so I said, well, if we want to have meat, and we've always wanted to have like animals. Well, we we bought this house with really big dreams and intentions of having a little mini farm, like possibly having, I don't know about a cow. I still don't know about a cow, <laughs> but possibly having like a goat for milk or a cow for milk eventually, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to also have like rabbits and chickens and what else was there? A I dog. Just, I just like the idea of having animals so that like if we can't buy chicken from the grocery store anymore, we, well, we have our own. We have eggs. If you can't chicken. get eggs, we have our own. Yep. And, and so we were like, okay, well, I think this is the time to finally take that leap and get animals on our yeah. farm in our we yard. We were like, okay, we were planning on doing this anyway. Yeah. We it's just hard because like Oh, James just barely said he's done taking care of the animals. That's one of his responsibilities every morning is, Which is really feed good. the animals. It's really good because eventually we're going to get a dog. We've been I've been looking every day on Have KSL you? for wow. dogs just to see like if something pops up. If we're ready, Maybe. if I like that kind, I'm very picky though. <laughs> we both are. <laughs> um, so, but what were you we saying? We wanted to get chickens. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we're like, well, let's get some chickens because they make eggs and they're good for meat and mm-hmm. they're they're easy to like. If you get a rooster, you can fertilize and make more chickens. Yeah. And so. Um, Right about mid-May, I think it was, your your mom looked online and found, uh, not May, March, sorry, mid-March, um, they found some guy who was, was he giving away chickens? He had 2,000 chickens? No, no. he wasn't giving them How much more. was it? How much were they? Because um, your mom and dad and Jessica and Ryan, they all went down. I don't know how much they were. And picked up 10 chickens. Yeah. And you don't know how much they I don't, were. I don't know how much they were. But the craziest thing is that jessica was like she got a feeling she's like i think we need to go get chickens today and it was right right when everybody was starting to um panic by a little bit and um she's like i just feel like we need to go do it today so they went down this guy had had what three thousand chickens or was it two thousand I think it's interesting that what you said, though, because you're like right before everybody started to panic by. Uh-huh. Um, I think that there's been kind of like waves yeah. of, of people buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And like there was this wave of people back in February when we went and got all of our groceries. There was other people that were also getting water and toilet paper. Uh-huh. They were kind of like getting prepared. They they would actually one lady was watching me as I was just shopping, you know, getting the stuff we needed. And she's like, are you preparing? And I was like, yes, I am. And she's like, me too. <laughs> and then we both just kind of like walked away. Sneakily. And I think that was like the first wave of people <laughs> yeah. Oh, preparing. definitely it was the first wave because before that, nobody. Nobody nothing. was getting ready. And there was still plenty of food, plenty of toilet paper, plenty of supplies in the grocery stores. Like everything was stocked. Yeah. We were just like, there was no panic involved. It was just a... I think we need to get ready for this. So oh, yeah. let's get a we little just, bit extra. There was nothing like, okay, oh, we got to go right now. Yeah. It was more like, okay, I think today's the day. We just need to get it done. Yeah. We need to do this today. We get need ahead to get of the shopping. curve. And so we were in done. that first wave that went through. And then 
And the second wave was when there was like lines outside the store and everyone yeah. was taking like way too much, like piles and piles of toilet paper and all this water and like so much stuff. And it became kind of like crazy, a little mm-hmm. bit chaotic. Um, and even during this part, there was people that were like laughing, like you guys are so dumb. dumb. What do you think you're going to need all that toilet paper for? Well, you can't eat toilet paper. Yeah. And then all the stuff people have said about toilet paper. Oh my goodness. And then I think the third wave, which is kind of the wave we're on right now is where everybody else that was laughing at us for getting prepared is now, is now angry because the shops are empty, which is exactly what I knew was going to happen. Yeah. And that's why we prepared. Yeah was because this day was going to come and I knew it was going to come. And there's people that are like in quarantine and now they can't get toilet paper because the shelves are empty. See, here's the thing. Like, yeah. <clears throat> there's always going to be people who don't take things seriously. Right. And we just got a feeling. We were like, okay, I think it's time. We have a, f- I, I feel like it was from God. I do too. Telling us you need to go get ready and you need to do it today. So we were like, okay. And we did it. And because of listening to that, we have been prepared and we've been blessed to be able to have the things that we need ahead of time. So we were never in danger of either getting the virus from having to go to the store a whole bunch or, you know, in danger of we've never had to worry about running out of stuff because we listened to what we feel was the holy ghost telling us get ready right now Mm -hmm. get ready here's the thing and i and even right now with like what we're going to talk about today with getting animals like i feel like that also is is a prompting from heavenly father saying you need to do this you need to do this honestly the past get ready get ready past two months everything we've been doing has just been like okay, what, what do we do today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've just been asking him and doing what he says. So if anybody's going to get mad at us for doing that, they have no right because we're just being obedient. Being obedient. And I know we'll be okay because of that. That's I do too. <sighs> so That's a sigh of like, yes, I believe this. <laughs> it will be okay. So we had the family go down and pick up 10 chickens, and these were the last chickens. Somehow, they were like the scraggliest bunch of little Ragtag. peckers you ever did see. <laughs> there, there was like, out of the 2,000 chickens, he had they a They were bunch. at the bottom of the pecking order out of 2,000 chickens. <laughs> and there, it's, uh, you could tell. They're, some of them are like almost totally bald because they've been... Pecked to death. Yeah. So we went and got those chickens and we didn't have a place for them. <laughs> yeah. So we just had like this shed that had like beekeeping equipment in it. And we're like, well, where are we going to put all the chickens? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Let's just put them in the shed, I guess, for tonight. Because it was still really cold outside too. Yeah. So we put the chickens in there. We went and got some feed for them. And they were, and then we laid, like, I think we laid out carpet or cardboard on the whole bottom of the shed. So they wouldn't like poop all over the floor. Yeah, that in didn't the shed. work very well. You had to clean it up, didn't you? Well, it just smells really, really bad in there still. <laughs> it does. That's true. So we were like, okay. And they started eating the insulation off the walls. And oh my goodness, they were like destroying it. But we had all these chickens. And we're like, okay, well, now we need to build a chicken coop. Because we don't have money to buy one. So we woke up the next day. We got up and we're like, okay, now we need to build a chicken coop. 
And we had some like scrap two by fours from over at the fix and flip property that we're fixing up. So we went and picked up all those scrap two by fours and we had to pull all the nails out so we could use those. It two was by like fours. a lot of work to use those, <laughs> but it was, it was great because it, it was saved like a hundred bucks yeah, on supplies. Um, and Ryan got started building the chicken coop and I'm like, how quick can we have this thing done? I just want to have a place for them so I can get them out of the shed. And he's like, I think I could have it done today. And so we were all helping him work on this chicken coop and it, it wasn't ended up taking like a week it least. wasn't done in a day. i think it took a solid 10 days of yeah. work <laughs> we were like if we could whip one of these out every day we would have so much money and then we were like yeah that's not gonna uh, happen over here. <laughs> honestly the problem was ryan was such a perfectionist with he this thing loves to be a perfectionist. that it took extra long and literally it's like the taj mahal it is so beautiful of chicken coops he did such a good job we named the chicken coop the Taj Mahal the Taj because Mahal. of it. It's just like this immaculate, perfect chicken coop in every way. And I was like, okay, if we ever do any more chicken coops, they have to be simpler than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at least we were finally able to get the chickens out of the yeah, shed. Yeah, we got the chickens out of the shed. We got them in the Taj Mahal. And then we were like, okay, now we need bunnies. Let's get some bunnies. Mm -hmm. Let's get some rabbits. And mostly, again, with the thought of, well... If we ever need to, we can kill them and eat them. This is like the thing I've is, eaten bunny before, surprisingly. And, and I actually, have too. It's actually good. It's like it's like dark meat on a chicken, I think. Yeah. And I mean... It's, it's so good. I love it. I, I think a lot of people might be uncomfortable with the idea of eating bunnies because they're like like more of a pet animal, like mm -hmm. a dog or a cat. It's, it's definitely a controversial thing and... I don't really want to hear anything <laughs> back about that. This is Beach Theory. That. This is our These theory. are our this theories our... and our ideas, and we can say whatever uh... we want on this channel. <laughs> but honestly, um, I can tell you, growing up, we had chickens and we had rabbits, mm -hmm. and it was for the same purposes, and it was very, very, very helpful for our family because we had no money. Well, here's the thing. Like, when you're trying to survive... Help to provide you... Yeah. When you're trying to not die mm -hmm. and there's no food in the grocery stores, like having uh, animals like chickens that provide you with eggs or meat and having bunnies or cows or pigs, like these animals are good to, to help you live. That's what they're meant for. That's what they're meant for. And that's why God created them. I think them. that we've all just like the society... Our society has changed so much where we can get pretty much whatever we want, whenever we want. And like the thought of eating a bunny, that seems so wrong because of our society and the way things are set up. But the thing is, if our society collapsed the way that it is now, right. we need to know how to take care of ourselves without it. Right. How can we support ourselves? Like we need to be more self-sufficient or else we can't, we're not, we're going to die. Like we have to know how to take care of ourselves. And that's, everything has been provided for us and taking care, like everything has just always been there for us so that we don't have to know these things. But mm -hmm. I can tell you, I have always thought, why am I spending so much on diapers? Why am I spending so much on wipes? These are like gold. I remember feeling like these are like gold and they're just disposable and I'm just going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. Use it once and throw it away. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you. So 
as we've been doing all of this, right, I also have been doing cloth diapering. And it is such a good feeling to set out to do something that's self-sufficient and then do it even though the first time you do it, I feel like it's very nerve wracking because you're like, I hope this works. Like cross your fingers. <sighs> I don't know why, but especially cloth diapering. I'm like, oh, it's going to not work. It's going to explode. There's going to be poop everywhere. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, it felt so good to put a cloth diaper on him, have him, you know, soil it or whatever. Me take it off, put it in a bin and then like rinse them off and throw them in the washer and all of a sudden they're perfectly good again. Like so you saved a lot of money. Whole like every single time I do it, I feel like cha-ching, you know, <laughs> like that's just money I say. Yep. And and I've never been one to be like trying to like save the planet or not be wasteful. But I've been like, okay, see, here's a legitimate reason why we need to we need to be more careful because the economy is fragile. Like it's all built upon so many people that are all doing good. And if some of them start to fail, then There's everybody starts to There's fail. There's a ripple effect and it really does affect everybody. Yeah. And we want to be like, I'm not one who's going to say, get out, like leave society and be completely off the grid and no. self-sufficient. Yeah. Like I love being part of society. I mm -hmm. love having friends and I love being able to be part of a community of people that are all accomplishing great things together. Yeah. But at the same time, if we're not prepared for the potential of having to support ourselves independent of a society working together, yeah. if we're not prepared for that, then I think that we're being unwise. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's good to have your bases covered. Yeah. And that's main motivation behind I had, I had all these thoughts like, once we started hearing about the coronavirus and like it was being like things were starting to happen and it was starting to get a little bit crazy I was like I need toilet paper I need toilet like what are we gonna do if we don't have toilet paper <laughs> people are gonna take like all the toilet paper's gone from the store and all these like the thoughts right that everybody is having everybody would have that because has anybody wiped their butt with anything but toilet paper like, and nobody knows how know. to make toilet paper. Nobody knows how to make toilet Like all these thoughts, I'm like, okay, what's the big deal? Like how can we do something different? How We need to be more open. What other options what are there? What other options are there? Because this isn't the only solution. Mm -hmm. they, toilet paper has not been around for that long. My mom was saying like, what, was she talking? I think she's had toilet paper her whole life, but I know my grandma hasn't. Like... And that's just how it was. I was like, okay, I need to think like, what did the pioneers do? You know, <laughs> like, what did all of, what did my grandparents do? How did they do this? So I've heard of a lot of different things since asking around a little bit. <laughs> One here. Like, uh, well, the catalogs, they used to use the catalogs as toilet paper. They'd have a big catalog so book like the in phone the book, basically. I mean, it's like a toilet paper that's entertaining you. You get to read it and look at <laughs> You're it. You're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I hate next? this page. Wait, would they I'll flush it? It was outhouses. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was, compo it was compost, basically. Interesting. The paper would just, you know. And then a lot of the time, I think they would, so they would dig a big hole, put an outhouse on top of it, and then they would use their catalogs or corn cobs. Yeah. And <laughs> would they wash and reuse the corn cob? No. I well, how many so. corn cobs do they have? 
a big when, pile of corn cobs? Yeah, when they're farmers. You only get I one mean, corn cob per usage. I don't even want to think about the, the <laughs> logistics of it. But anyways, I, just, I, I think know. they would. I think they would move the outhouses and bury. Like, sure, of course. You know? well, yeah. Um. So, anyways, I've just I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think somebody else also said that they had personal rags, like. The pioneers had personal rags that they would use for that purpose and rinse out, wash, you know, make them clean and then reuse them or whatever. Um, but as I've been thinking about that, I'm like, wow. why are we so wasteful? Like, and and I've really, again, never been like, oh, I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> no, I'm like, I've always been totally fine with it. But um, just at, once it's gone, I'm like, okay. I'm wasteful. Mm-hmm. I'm legit wasteful. <laughs> totally. And you so are. Well, when we think about like how many things are we going to be able to get again? Right. Because we always just get things again and reuse and don't reuse them and waste them, throw them away. Like straws, metal straws, you know, like that's a good idea. And I only ever thought, oh, I'm being a good person if I did it. But not like, oh, I'm taking care of my family because I'll still have a straw if... Straws are not a necessity. No, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like Toilet paper is. But I get what you're saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like talking about necessities and then you're now talking about straws. But like in the past, I was like, oh, that person thinks they have to use a metal straw. Like they're saving the earth or whatever. And now I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> that's what I mean by it. So you you know? stop laughing at everybody. I am. I'm like, okay, okay. I see why this was a good idea. And like now I'm like, whoa, what else do I like? I rebuy all the time, like Ziploc bags. Like, mm-hmm. And there's some that are reusable that are like thicker and that seal. And I'm like, okay. Like, I should probably get some of those so that we could have them forever and I won't have to waste so much. Yeah. <sighs> oh, what? that was the other thing. I used, re- I made reusable baby wipes and that was another thing. Like, once I used it, I just got this thrill that I've never had, like, with anything. It's a different type of feeling that I've never had. When I first, the first time I did a whole round of using cloth diapers and the first time I did the same thing with cloth wipes i was like why have i wasted so much my whole life uh, it took us to baby number five to realize oh, like seriously well, better late than never that's true and now i know i'll be okay mm-hmm. if i can never buy diapers or wipes again i'll be okay that's something amazing to be able to say totally and if we never find toilet paper again we'll it be will okay. be it will be okay we will still live it will be uncomfortable at first to like start but you bought a bidet i bought a, a sprayer yeah a, a bidet so the, now you're prepared huh that too i actually <laughs> bought that for cloth diapering but i was like hey there's this <laughs> if we need to use it hey, for I that mean, you could use it in the bathroom and yeah save on toilet paper i have a little bit good you should yeah it's good keep doing it and you can teach everybody else how to do it i guess that's right well it's just like the shower for your butt (laughs) (laughs) moving on okay (laughs) so we got bunnies we got two bunnies and then we got a couple more we got a couple more and it was all from the same parents just kidding no none of the bunnies have reproduced yet and we've got like 13 bunnies now they just keep appearing yeah 
actors keep appearing on well, on free. It's so funny. Well, not even all of them were free though. We we found bigger That's bunnies. True. So the first bunnies that we got were like these little tiny baby, like not even baby, we but like, like we just need. Rabbits. These are like pet bunnies, right? Yeah, like like the ones Easter you get from bunnies. the pet store. And then we're like, okay, these are our bunnies, and they're gonna make babies, and this will be our bunny supply. <laughs> and then somebody was like, you should get the big bunnies because they have a lot more meat. And I was like. I didn't know there were big bunnies. I've never owned bunnies, so this yeah, is all like, new. Yeah, there's like okay. So, if you're in the world of bunnies, rabbits, I would call the little ones bunnies. I don't know why, but rabbits, ones, rabbits are like big. So we found out about well, I found out. I guess you guys already knew about Flemish giants, which are like these huge bunnies. Basically, they're for food. They're huge. They they're are actually big, huge fat bunnies. And then there's like these New Zealand bunnies that are also really big, New Zealand giants or something like that. And so we found a Flemish giant that was like, we found some rabbits that were like half and half Flemish giant, New Zealand. And so they were like these really big bunnies. And we're like, well, I want those. Because if we have to I want to breed those. And the thing is, we have not eaten them. (laughs) Not yet. Just so you know. I mean. (laughs) Not yet. Uh, well, we, it's really preparedness. It's just to be prepared just, just in be, case. Yeah, exactly. But we have not yet. <laughs> and we have gotten a lot more. Anyways, keep going. So we were like, well, if we're going to breed more bunnies, we want to get the bigger ones. So that now yeah. we've got a bunch of big ones. We keep getting more big ones. And even just literally just last night, one of our friends was like, hey, somebody gave us two bunnies and we don't want them and we don't have space for them. Do you want them? And I was like, sweet. So I just went and picked them up. So now we've got two more bunnies. And so we just have like <sighs> all these bunnies that are girl. just coming to us. Like I think probably half of the bunnies that we have were given to us for free. And so... um the next big challenge was, well, we have to build a, a space for the bunnies to live. Mm-hmm. So we built these cool bunny hutches that yeah. are like off the ground and they have like wire floor, but they've got a little nesting box in each one. And so that way they can have a little place to live. But each of the living quarters for each of the bunnies is so small. I'm like, can we can't we make something big that they can be able to run a around? A Taj Mahal for the bunnies? And not even like a Taj Mahal. <laughs> I just want like... A big metal cage box, a wire cage that we can put on the grass. The so grass the, can so grow. the grass can grow up through and they can eat all the grass and they can run around and play like 10 by 10 metal cage box. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be fancy. I just want something big so they can run around, but so they can't dig out, so that predators can't get in. Mm-hmm. And so that was the next thing that we built. And that's and now that that's done, it's actually really cool. It is really cool. Michael's like, um, well, we've had dogs in the past that as they got older and as my parents were getting older, they just, they were on the chain more and like. They basically lived their life on the chain. Yeah. On like a six foot chain. And um, that sounds horrible, but it's, that's. It's to just, me, it hurts me to see that. Yeah. I mean, some people are okay with that. But I don't want my parents to feel bad if they see this. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is, I guess. All I can say is when we got the bunnies and the chickens and the animals, I'm like, if I'm going to have any stewardship over these animals, I want to make sure that they have a good life. Yeah. I don't want them to just be cooped up in a tiny little cage their whole life Mm -hmm. and never get to run around and play and, you know, have a little, like, obviously they're doomed to eventually be food. But I at least want them to be able to enjoy their life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let's hope that they never end up being food. Uh, I mean, we can. If if the economy stays good and everything stays good, great. 
then we won't eat them. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I still plan on eating them. Oh, okay. Like, especially the chickens. Because mm. I, I want to get to a point where, I mean, all the meat at the f- at the grocery store came from an animal. Yeah. An animal died for mm-hmm. that. It was a living, breathing creature. And it's, in What's, a way, I think it's better that we provide it for ourselves exactly. and know where it comes from. And exactly. not only know where it comes from, but you appreciate it so much more when you're the one who's taking care of it and and know what work goes into it. When you don't, you just take it for granted. Exactly. It's too easy to see a, a meat at the grocery store, have a hamburger, and it's like this nameless, faceless food. It's just a thing. It's just a thing that you eat, but you never got to see the creature that died to give you that meal. Mm-hmm. But what kind of a different experience will it be when you raised the chicken or the bunny mm-hmm. and you raised it and you fed it and you petted it and now it's time for it to die to provide you with food so you can survive like, mm-hmm. or, or even just live. Like, Every animal has value and I think it's so much more powerful to raise that animal yourself. Well, yeah. And, and just it makes you think more about the consequences. It makes you more grateful for totally. them. Totally. Exactly. You know, this is this is a podcast, right? So we're gonna, this is our theory. This is a Beach hard theory. topic. <laughs> we have said things on YouTube that we've regretted because we didn't plan on having so many opinions like, I don't know, circumcision, you know, uh, vaccines. I'll just say all these trigger words that will make you all go. <laughs> we have our just own kidding. opinions and theories about life and we're entitled to them. And now we're sharing them. Uh, but the thing is. <sighs> We so as a kid, we had chickens, right? And we had ducks, and we actually had turkeys at one point. Which, by the way, we raised our own turkeys for Thanksgiving. That was the biggest turkey I've ever eaten in my life. It was like 30 pounds or something. Wasn't the name of the turkey Thanksgiving? Yes, it was. And (laughs) I want to have another Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm okay with that. We got a couple turkeys. Yeah, we should. We totally should. Anyways, um. When you're a kid and you're, you know, you eat chicken all the time, you buy it from the store, whatever, you don't appreciate it until, you know, I I didn't appreciate it until we were like at home and there, my dad was like, okay, we have, you know, there's certain times even when you um, don't need necessarily to buy or if you have chicken already or whatever from the store, there's certain times if you're raising chickens where you still need to butcher them because like, Either you have one who's at the bottom of the pecking order and they're about to die, so you don't want them to go to waste, or you have like a rooster, uh, two roosters, and they keep fighting each other and they're going to kill each other, literally kill each other. So you're like, well, let's pick pick off the one that wouldn't make the best chicks, right? That is like worse in some way. We have some really dumb roosters right now. <laughs> That's well, what I'm thinking about. When we that. got that batch of chickens, we were like, well, we need a rooster so we can make more chickens. Yep. And so somebody was giving away these two roosters. No wonder they were giving them away. They're called banties. Yeah. Um, and they're just these small, black, fluffy roosters that are just ugly. And they have the most nasty claws with like seven or eight toes. Do they? They yeah. do. And uh, anyway. They they're were- like short, small man syndrome chick roosters and they it wasn't until we got (laughs) the taj mahal that they started fighting and trying to kill each other yeah and then and then becca your dad was like i hate those 
roosters. I, I hate them. <laughs> I don't want any baby chicks coming from those roosters. He's like, so you're going to ruin our brood. He took it upon himself to find a real man. <laughs> a real rooster. And, so and he did. He did. And he found this like... Chanticleer. It's the most macho... That's what we called him. We named him Chanticleer from Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. <laughs> Which is French for rooster. Is it? Yeah, Chanticleer is French. Is it really? Rooster. I looked it up. You making up stuff? Nope. Okay. <laughs> but this is like the manliest rooster. It He's like really tall. Is. And it was so... Oh it was hilarious. Goodness. When we put him inside the Taj Mahal with all the other hens, they were like, you could just, it was it was so amazing to see the expression on the hens and like the way they reacted <gasps> to him. They were all like, oh, oh, Hello. it's a real man. A real man. <laughs> and all the hens, like I'm not exaggerating at all. It is all, fun to All watch. the hens like gathered around him and were like looking at him like, Hello. and they were like looking at each other. And Let's be polygamous chickens. <laughs> like fluffing themselves up. And then he was, sister wives. And he was like dancing around and strutting around and they were all like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two Banty roosters were like, no. Jealous because they got kicked out of the chicken coop. They got kicked out of the garden. Because they, they would have fight, fought with them. They were killing each other. Yeah, so but they got to watch from the outside of the chicken coop, like, longingly. <laughs> so sad. I'm sorry. It's weird. It These so animals are wild. They yeah. do things you don't expect. That's true. And you cannot put them in a box to make them do what you want. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> sorry. So, that was just a funny story <laughs> I wanted to share. Um did I ever actually get around to butchering the chickens? I never talked about it, did I? Were you getting ready to talk yes. about it? Finish your story. So, I keep losing my train of thought for some reason. But yeah, like when I was a teenager, we got to a point where um, my dad was like, we need to butcher a chicken. I think he made Stephen do it. Stephen didn't want to do it. I've never raised an animal and killed it and eaten it before. This will be my first experience. So this is all yeah, brand new to me. Yeah. But well, I'm excited to eat. The thing is, I remember eating that chicken and thinking, I am so grateful for this. You know, like, um, and my kids now, we have meat all the time. They don't really appreciate it. They don't, they're they? like, I don't want that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Food gets wasted all the time. And and if you are the one who's raised it from an egg you will eat that chicken or, and you will appreciate it because that's like Or if you gold. plant in the garden and raise the fruit and the vegetables, yeah, like you you're not going to let anything it. go to waste. If you just get it from the store for a couple bucks that you earned while you're, you know, I don't know. Like, like it's how disrespectful not... is it to that chicken that you raised to not even eat it? You kill it, you butcher it, you cook it up and you eat a little piece of it and you throw away the rest. Like No. That's, that's almost like hard to hear but yet we do it all the time yep. with food that we buy at the grocery store but i can promise you we won't do that with our own chickens i know it there, it will get every piece of that will get used as long as we can right and that is good and that's just part of being in that survival preparedness mindset just like you said not being wasteful with toilet paper and mm -hmm. with diapers like reusable um you know, long-term sustainable living yeah. is the real change. Well, it's also made me think, what are the necessities in my life? Like, what things do I feel like I can't live without? Like, um, I've always, always, always wanted to learn how to fix a car. 
because I felt like, how am I, how, what's going to happen if one day I'm by myself and something breaks down and I don't know what to do and I'm literally stranded there and I die? You know, <laughs> you know like worst case scenario. Right. <laughs> well, I've thought the same thing with like toilet paper. What will I do? I have no idea because I'll my mind die. has never been open to anything else. So now, I'll, yeah, I'll just <laughs> die in my own disgustingness. I have yeah. no toilet paper. <laughs> So like, it's, this really has been a challenge for me to like think, what do I absolutely need? What could I not live without? We have to change the baby's diaper. You know, we have to try to stay clean. Like we need water. We need shelter. We need just all these things. It's it's refreshing to think that way because just like we, we all have, you know, most of us have houses, right? And or are living in a shelter. We all have to have a shelter to live. Like when you finally get to a point where you are able to figure out what your necessities are and take it upon yourself to be self-reliant with those things, it is just the most rewarding thing ever. It mm -hmm. really is. It even feels like that with the RV. Like totally, it's really rewarding. Um, it's hard to live with a bunch of kids in an RV and we did that for two months. Right. But like, it's so rewarding at the same time because it's like, it's working. We're still alive. We're still alive and we're full. We have food, you know, like just uh, go down the checklist of all the necessities and it's like, okay, we're going to be okay. And I feel the same way with all of this stuff that's going on. It's like, we're going to be okay. And if we die, we die, but then we won't be in pain anymore, <laughs> you know? So anyways. Cool. Is there anything else we're doing to prepare? I think that's pretty much it. Mm. we've got bunnies oh we got baby chicks and so james and corbin are raising the chicks and buying all their food and chicks separate from all the chickens yep separate from the chickens so we have 10 chicks and they're raising them and uh we're going to be building a chicken coop separate for the boys to be able to have their chicks and the boys want to be able to take the eggs and sell them Mm -hmm. um, so they can start making a little bit of money. They're entrepreneurial endeavors. They are just like their dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to help them do that. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. Plus then we'll have those chickens that, you know, will also be available in case of an emergency situation. Yeah. And I realize there is one more thing that we're doing and it's, it's not your traditional preparing type thing, but in a way it is. And that is like spiritually, We've been trying really hard to do the things that we feel are right. Yeah. And um, we're reading our scriptures and we're just really trying to be obedient to God. And I think what's really cool about that is all over in the scriptures, in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon, it talks about how if we do everything he says, we have nothing to fear and he will provide for us and he's obligated and he he's perfect. He will never go back on his word. So through that, I know we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have, if we didn't have our religion through all of this, I would be so scared right now. Mm -hmm. I would be terrified, but like I'm not at all. And it's just because I, I feel like even this plague is in the scriptures like, I feel like because we are reading our scriptures, because we are praying, we are always one step ahead of everything else that's going on in the world that's crazy. And 
I wouldn't have it any other way. It just brings so much peace to me to know like, yeah, the world is going crazy right now, but we are not because it's like we've been told exactly what's going to happen before it happens. And I'm like, okay, I have nothing to fear. Like that just proves to me that God is real. Well, that's the purpose of the prophets is to be the mouthpiece for God, mm-hmm. to warn his children on earth mm-hmm. of what's coming to prepare. Like all these disasters and calamities, like all these things that are coming to the world were foretold and only those who are listening mm-hmm. and humble and are, are going to hear his words because there's there's plenty of people that are saying, oh, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. But in, in all reality, to those who are faithful followers of Jesus Christ um, and that read the scriptures and, and follow his prophets, like there's no surprise here. Mm-hmm. This isn't a shock. We knew this was coming. We, we got prepared and and we just were like, okay, well, this is just the next step in the process. So, and if you're not our same religion and you want that for yourself, like you can have it too. It's not just something that we have or that, you know, Mormons have like, or <laughs> we're not, we don't say that anymore, but you know, it's members not, of the church members of, of the church. Of yeah. <laughs> like, I think what's really cool is that anybody that wants inspiration from God can have it. Absolutely. Anyone. Anyone that prays to him in all sincerity and is really wanting to know more or have help from him, he'll give it to you. Like he's literally just waiting for us to do that. And -hmm. then he'll just bless us. And we have just felt that this whole time, like always feeling like we're one step ahead with what is going on in the world. And it's because of him. (sighs) And it says, you know, in the scriptures... Ye who are prepared shall not fear, right? Something like that. If you are prepared, you shall not fear. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, but we could go on and on all day about religious and spiritual things. It's, it's a and big part of And hopefully this life. doesn't turn you off from us. Just like, I don't know, we're just going to say how we, this is how we live. You know, like, and I don't want to ever apologize for it because it has saved our family over and over and you know what even if the world wasn't going crazy right now i think it's a very good thing to be prepared totally you know and when i was a kid my parents had bunnies and they had rabbit or (laughs) they had rabbits and they had chickens and they had turkeys they had ducks at one point and like those things helped our family so much having those and like they felt like they needed to have food storage. So we got food storage. And then later my dad broke his back and had to have back surgery. And we had no money for food, but we had food because we were prepared. Mm -hmm. So overall, I'm just so, so pleased with how everything is going with preparation and like we're being careful. And I can tell you another thing. If we lost it all, if somebody came and robbed everything from us that we had prepared, I know we would still be okay somehow. Because we've done everything that he asked us to do. So we would still be okay. Somehow food would come. Somehow money will come. Somehow everything will be provided for us because we've done what he asked us to do. We've done our part. So I That's just all don't. You can do. I'm not afraid. You know? Me neither. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast today. This was a fun one. 
I, at least I think it's a fun one anyway. Yeah, I <laughs> um, think so too. In the next episode, we're going to talk about uh, something crazy that happened amidst all the chaos of oh coronavirus. And we had an earthquake here in Utah. And then all of a sudden, Becca gets super, super sick. I was like... And thinks uh, she's about to die. And we're going to yeah. talk about that in the next episode. So stay tuned to Beach Theory. Yeah. See you guys next week. We love Turns you. Turns out I was about shh, to die. Shh, shh, don't Spoiler say it. alert. Don't say it. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.